Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Sports Scramble. I'm your host, Chet, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Freddie, TT, and Futch. What's up, boys? How we doing? Monday doing good. Night. How's the weather over there by y'all? Oh, it's wonderful. Fantastic blue, sky, blue skies and no cloud in the sky, baby. Oh, it's been raining. It's off here no. since, since uh, about... 2.30, and it's still raining, so I might be swept away in a hurricane by the end of the night, but we'll see. Weather dropped, from, away. <laughs> weather dropped from 85 to 60 in a matter of, like, four hours. So, But it's, you know, it's it's Houston, Texas, so weather changes all the time. But, uh, yeah, I guess we do a little bit of an introduction. We're just four guys wanting to do a little casual sports scramble, like you see on the Waffle House menu. We might uh, have to talk to our our homies over at Waffle House, see if we can get that added. But uh, what do y'all think about the the draft coming up? What is this? Oh, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a big event every year uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars once again uh, on the clock. So it should be interesting. Uh, draft class isn't as great as always, but definitely is going to be a fun one to watch. How many uh, how many years have the Jaguars had the number one pick, uh, or at least like top three? I, don't I think know. every year, except for 2018. And that's what they uh, they made it to the playoffs. Yep. And, and that was their one good year. Yeah. And then they traded away Fournette. Bortles. Bortles. I don't know what happened to him. He was like Saints. 10 different teams in like two years. Yeah. He's just been uh, bouncing around all over the place. Bortles is cleaning golf carts at the Chateau Country Club. Last <laughs> <Saturday>. <laughs> 
Yeah, Fletch knows a little bit about the country club life. Car watch. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Fletch is now the assistant coach of the Fighting Irish golf team. That's not Notre Dame. That's that's mm-hmm. St. Patrick's High School. It's the local high school that we went to. What are we what are we how are we feeling for the golf season there, Fletch? How how are the kids looking? They're all right. It's state right now, so the girls are playing state right now. They played the first round today, so that went well. They're in fourth place after the first day. Did you ever consider teams. putting a wig on and joining? No, no, I wouldn't because I would never pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got a pretty feminine looking face. <laughs> Shut up, Chad. <laughs> That's why we're doing a podcast. I could be up for debate later. <laughs> I shaved today, Chad, all right? Yeah. Well, so how how's the boys team looking? Do they not qualify to make the playoffs? They got, oh, they no, got they cut early rounds. And they did. So they play next week. So they play next Monday and Tuesday. So there. I think they have a chance to win it this year, which would be the first. Well, this is the first time in 11 years that the boys and girls team have both made it in the same year. So it's improvement. Both teams are young, young kids. So it's going to be a while. But We got. We got TaylorMade sponsoring the St. Patrick's golf team. Is you, have y'all no, got on that? Not even top flight at that rate. It's, uh, no, the sponsor is Under Armour this year, actually. Oh, okay. A little George Spieth action. Okay. Well, I mean, who was it? That Spieth just won, didn't he, last weekend? Uh, yeah, the, he did. Uh, RBC. Yeah, I think RBC. He was in the playoff. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was against. Patrick but... Cantley. Yeah, yeah was, that's right. It was Patrick Cantley. And, you know, just... and Patrick Cantley and Shoffley ended up winning. Yeah, uh, it's a Zerg Zerg yeah. yeah. They Down shot, the... what was it? It was 29 under. It was like, yeah. 20, yeah, it was something wild. I mean, it was. They double, did they Did they double bogey 18? I think so. Because yeah. they were 31 they under. Yeah, they did. It was 31 yeah. under, and then okay. they finished with 29 under. They mathematically had it won after uh, seven or after 16 holes, so teeing yeah, off so on the 17th, it, it didn't matter. It was pretty much like the Masters, where <laughs> it. Well, yeah, where Scotty could. Where Scotty, put, <laughs> like a triple six bogey. putt. But <laughs> the final hole it was never going to end. Like uh, this is anticlimactic. <laughs> you know what? LSU legend Burns put a put the heat on him there for a little bit. They dropped. I think they had seven birdies in a row. Uh, to kick off the back nine, so they brought it within Shoot. two strokes, and then they fell off. You know what that uh that old four or three putt at the Masters reminded me of a few months Reminded ago, me like, myself. <laughs> yeah, a few months ago, Freddie and I were out playing, and he uh he dropped a I think it was three hundred and ten yards. It was a short, short par four, but it was out at the preserve course. So it's the tenth hole at the preserve. I don't know if you're familiar with that fudge, but uh, it's yeah. a shorter par four. It's got hazard on the right. Um, Freddie smoked, smoked this drive, and it, it went past the hole by about ten feet. So we had a ten foot eagle putt coming up. So I was, we were out there with my dad and, and his good friend, uh, who's a member out there. Sh- shout out Dr. P. He uh, he whips out his phone. He starts recording Freddie, kind of, kind of getting him in the limelight. And I think he psyched himself out because he just blows right past the hole. Yeah, or, no, he short. left it short. Yeah, he left. He left the ten foot eagle putt short by a good four by two feet. feet, and I tapped in for the birdie. And then he tapped. He made the birdie putt. I could tell. I could tell he was shaking a little bit. He was getting a little yeah. scared there because I was hey, at, wait. I was hey, at wait, like wait. ninety strokes through like fifteen holes. You know, like I wasn't playing good golf. I just we had one good hole. Terrible golf. We were hey, wait, what would you think? What you think of that sixteenth hole? That two hundred yard par three. With oh my gosh! Three yeah, tier right. green. I oh, believe yeah, that was right golf. after the shot. <laughs> yeah. And I got like a seven on that hole. So, you know, I went from the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows. Or yeah, in we, golf terms, the other way around. 
we pulled uh, up and my dad goes hey they call this one the goofy golf green you'll see why i was like what are you talking about the the thing todd have you ever played out there no so no, definitely it's, need to, though. it's flat in the front and then all of a sudden it's got about a 10 foot drop off to the middle part of the green goes up again and it drops like 15 feet and if you land it anywhere past the front if it's a front pin location you got to hit it short if you put it anywhere farther you're about 30 yards into the woods behind because the greens there are like putt like marble and so this thing bounces and just rolls off it's insane but yeah we'll have to we'll have to get a little sports scramble trip out there yeah we'll have and, to do a little scramble out there <laughs> Well, man, it might be hard to get on there, but with Futch's high school yeah, golf. Maybe he's got himself a hookup over there. Yeah, yeah we're just man. practicing. We're an academy. We're, uh, what was the fake football school? Bishop Sycamore? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're there going. <laughs> we just come up with like a fake academy name and be like, hey, guys, we got we to, gotta, you know, train for like a state championship. We're we Waffle House Scramble you. Academy. Waffle House U <laughs> right here. WFU. We won't tell them what it stands for. <laughs> Wake Forest University. Wake Forest University. Well, I, I followed up my uh, preserve drive with another one this weekend. Mr. Tyler, uh, TT himself, can sign off on the scorecard on, on this one. Um, but again, I choked on the eagle putt. And legend has it, I even choked on the birdie putt, but Tyler gave me the uh, give me on the lip out. Always got your back. Well, it's a, uh, we'll paint the picture here for you, Fletch. It's a 360-yard hole. It's City Park Golf Course in Baton Rouge, which uh, if anybody's played out there, it's, a very, City Park. it's a very narrow one. We played out there freshman year. Uh, I hit a jogger as he was walking by because the – the, the jockey paths <laughs> intertwined in the golf course. So, in other words, if you play on that course, just head yeah. up if you're on the yeah. castle and Sunday then, jock. And then I bladed a chip over a green and hit a car. Uh, but, you know, that was – that's it's shouldn't the, admit to this online. It's the risk you take. Either okay? hit a car or hit a train. Well, well <laughs> yeah. There's also a train that runs through the middle of the course. So, that just kind of paints the picture for the Baton Rouge-owned City Park golf course. Are we sure? Um, very are we fun sure course. It's a golf course, and it's just not the city of Baton Rouge, and you're just playing golf. Going yeah, that would be also fun. The main drag. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be well, fun too. That's happened before in college no, too. But I don't think we should talk about that one. Broken with all the traffic on I ten. Yeah. Hey, the greens were smoother than Chet's. Uh, oh, face. <laughs> uh, but no, I will say that they uh, they looked like they recently redid that course. It's a uh, it's a pretty good shape. Yeah, greens, yeah, greens are very, are very nice, good and they run very smoothly. Yeah, so it's a it's a nice course, but for for Wade's hole, uh, if I'm thinking of the correct hole, it's a it's an Wade's insane dog leg left. When you're standing yeah, on the tee box, everything left all day. It's a straight uphill, so you have no idea where the hole's at. You can't, and then you go over the hill, and it goes straight down, and it hooks left. It's 360 yards, but if you hit it like 200, you're gonna put it on the green because it's so far <laughs> below elevation. Uh, but you can't. But Wade brought out the boomstick, and what's the? I wasn't there, but Tyler, how close did he land that eagle putt? I mean, that was probably like six feet of the hole. No, I no, mean, no. I mean, it was pretty close, maybe probably ten. Close. It was somewhere in that range. I'm not really like into that if it's how close it is to the hole. But it, I mean, yeah, he did miss the eagle putt. I put it past the. We walked away from birdie, so we'll take it. Well, we can't bring old Futch out there because Futch would probably like eagle every hole. He'll probably kill like a, one of those ugly birds that are out there. 
<laughs> yeah, Tyler almost got attacked by a swan when we were out yeah. there playing. Or Tyler about attacked the group behind us because they hit on us three <laughs> times on the greens. And I'm not yep. talking girls or anything. These were some old old folks, and they were hitting on us um, as we were on par threes, hitting our par putts. It's not like we were on the hole for like 30 minutes. I mean, we were playing good golf. Well, Tyler <laughs> almost killed a, killed a group of guys when we played out there. Um, now, granted, this was warranted because it was a little backed up that day. So, you know, we yeah. we had to wait. Like a line at Disney World, like trying. We waited. Had some people like fast pass, like, "Oh, we're playing eighteen holes, so let me just." Come yeah, so it's a nine hole course, there. so it loops around. Well, we show up on a Saturday afternoon, three thirty. There's a forty-five minute wait on the first tee, so we're like, okay. And then as people are coming around to play the bat, the nine again, the. Uh, starter is letting them skip us and i'm like my man we've been waiting 30 minutes already what is this so we get up there and the guys in front of us probably were fresh into college freshmen probably just got just rushed their fraternities by the looks of their haircuts and they were the probably some of the worst. they were uh they were some slow golfers let's put it that way they, they hit about six tee shots each uh even though they knew we were standing behind them and so Tyler had enough of it. We got to a drivable par four. He rips one. They're, they're standing on the green. I watched them each putt it like four times and missed the hole. He rips it. I immediately yelled four because I knew it was going on the green. And these two dudes, I've never seen somebody move so fast in my life. I mean, they were sprinting off the green. But then I the next hole. It went in yeah. the bunker. So, you know, yeah, he, he put it to the bunker. It was a safe shot. He put it in the bunker to the left of the green, so he drove the green. It's a safe shot, but uh, you got to be I careful. Think, you know, I don't want to give him a concussion. Part. You know, I don't want to have to be a liability to that. Right. And Tyler's a former frat star himself, so he, you know, he didn't want to take out his brother. No, no, nah, nah, exactly. you know, I got their back, <laughs> and they got my back. So you know, all I need is a mullet, and I'll uh, you know be just like them. That'll never happen. Yeah, no, he uh, it, it's always an interesting time playing out there at City Park Golf Course. There was something I was going to bring up. It's really cheap, too. I mean, shoot. like Yeah, we showed up uh, 5 o'clock, and they let us play for free. Just walk it. They gave you a little push cart. You know, I, I'm not known for walking golf courses. Oh, yeah, you're not, you're not but, known for uh, walking in the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I made it on that. I made it with the push cart. It was a fun time. So, but I guess. Speaking, speaking of golf course, though, I saw yesterday. That Great Southern down on Highway 90, I saw that is closing their front nine. So what? the front nine, yeah, the front nine is going to be closed because a buyer came in and bought that property. Oh, they're so going to keep build... the, they're going to keep the back nine. They're going to keep like the a, nine holes like on the back nine. Right in front yeah. of the nine holes. And <laughs> they bought out the front nine, so they haven't cut it or anything. And like the last days to play it is like is like the thirtieth or something. But it's yeah, man, Old I hate. I hate that because the yeah, same like thing happened at, at Golf Hills. It was an 18-hole course. Used to have the the some of the championship tournaments would come through and play there. I mean, it was like a nice golf course. And the, whoever owned it, they went bankrupt, tried to sell it. Buyers came in, bought the back nine. They're putting these rink-a-dink houses on it. I mean, the houses <laughs> don't even look like you could live half a family in there. Yeah. And they're selling them for an insane amount because it's on a golf course. And now the front nine is like okay, but they charge thirty dollars to play nine holes at a like. I mean, it's a level of like City Park where we paid eight dollars to play a few weekends ago. So it's it's. I hate to see that 
Yeah, they're just taking the land and turning it to a like, golf course. They're definitely going to be more like just nine holes because it's how much land is getting every year. Yeah, it's that's that's all because Great Southern Club. You said Fletch was uh, one of the oldest golf courses in Mississippi. It's the, it's the oldest golf course in Mississippi. Huh. Yeah. Man, well that yeah. sucks. Yeah. I played there Love once. Of course. Smoked one over Highway 90. You know. Is what it is. You yeah, it's careful going over in the end to the water. Yeah, you got it. You got to be careful uh, when you're playing those courses on the public roads. Yeah. So, but uh, can come biking, they can have a white golf ball come beaming to their head. You know, this conversation started with us bringing up the NFL draft and yeah, the wide turn. But I mean, I guess we can finish up our golfing. Uh, yeah, talking points. Then we'll, then we'll we'll swing it back towards the draft. Yeah, so, nice uh, transition there. Yeah, <laughs> swing it back towards. You see what I did there? So I, I don't know. Slice it. I don't know how much y'all have, have followed this. You know, obviously everybody knows Tiger Woods came back for the Masters after and was having his leg amputated about 15 months ago. Uh, the 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 rot the uh I guess you could call it a roster. Um, came out for the PGA Championship. Tiger is registered to play. It's end of May. I guess who else is also registered? Mr. Phil Mickelson, the lefty lefty himself, who's been involved with the, uh, they now call it Live Golf, but everybody calls it the Saudi-backed golf league. With the, I don't know if y'all have seen anything on it. I know Futch has, Mr. Golf Professional himself. Um, the Live Golf League is basically a Saudi oil, blood, money, whatever you want to call it, funded golf league that's being run by Mr. Shark, Greg Norman, who's trying to uh, make a, a a separate league from the PGA. It was originally spun as a, as a rival league until the PGA basically banned their players from playing in the PGA and the Live Golf League. So now it's, it's like a, a shared league where payouts are around four to five million per tournament for first place. And so they haven't been able – it's more of a morality thing at this point for some of the top golfers because it's backed by the uh, Saudis who do some, some pretty bad things over there in Saudi Arabia we won't get into. But that's that's, that's one of the big – you can go to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of podcasts about that. <laughs> but uh, that's one of the things that's that's kind of keeping people from playing in it. But there's been some rumors. Bubba Watson uh, was one of the notable names, which – Granted, from his standpoint, he's won his Masters. He's won his Majors. He's kind of an afterthought. Why not go play in this for a few years, win $4 million if you win a golf tournament, which is just unheard of, and just relax for the rest of your life? But basically, to come back to that, Phil Milkinson was like the front man trying to recruit everybody. And, and now, uh, you know, he was he had a little bit of a falling out with the PGA. That's why he didn't play the Masters, which was unheard of, considering he was a past champion. Uh, but now he's registered to, to play for the in this PGA Championship. What do y'all think defending, of defending defending his title? Yeah, he did win it last year. So a lot of people they figured he would be back. You know, you can't not defend your title. But uh, what do y'all think if we had a little Tiger and and Phil match up again for old times' sakes in the PGA Championship? I, I think it, advantage Tiger honestly. Yeah, I. I I don't know what Phil's game is like anymore, but I think Tiger's just coming back stronger. I mean, you, yeah. uh, he had a decent round at Augusta, but just yeah, the fact he that he can play round. golf. I mean, first two rounds were pretty good. I mean, what he was like, even par through the first two, and then after that, it was like 
uh, plus seven golf. So, I mean, I definitely have to give the advantage to Tiger. And just back to that live golf thing, I think that if that happens, I think it would be cool, you know, if they get some of the players, like, from the match, you know, like, get the retired whenever, like, Brady decides to put up God knows how long he'll play, probably till he's, like, <laughs> 50s and ready for, like, a retirement home. But, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool if it was, like, a celebrity league with some of the celebrities. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be some insane payouts. Like, you're going to have – I mean, why would – the number 230th ranked golfer in the world try to compete in a PGA Tour event where you're playing the best of the best when you can go play in this thing where you've got, I mean, they're still great players. I mean, they're professional golfers, obviously. They're a lot better than the four of us besides Futch since he's the assistant head golf coach over there at St. <laughs> Patrick's. But, uh, I mean, why would you go compete against, like, Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay Xander Shawfley, to name a few. When you can go over there, even if you don't win first, you're still going to win an insane amount of money. As long as you make the cut, you should make a good amount of money like you do in the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, people bring up the morality of, like, where the money's coming from. It's oil money. It's blood money. Uh, Well, well, I mean, like, think about it. The PGA Tour and a lot of these brands, I mean, that these people are sponsored with, for example, Phil Mickelson has that big sponsorship with Callaway. It was kind of the the forefront of Callaway. And they were going to cut ties with him. I mean, basically did cut ties with him and said, look, if you go do this, no more. I mean, you're on your own. And, I mean, $4 million to win a tournament when it's not guaranteed, he can yeah. make $4 million that year from Callaway just by playing his Callaway clubs. I mean, he's making – a ton of money as it is. So I look at it as if you're really worried about the money, I could see them going over there. But if it looks like it's bigger than golf for, for that live. Yeah. And that's, I think your top guys aren't going to, aren't going to go, which they've already pledged their allegiance to the PGA. Your guys that are maybe up and coming might not have those endorsement deals. They might give it a shot because yeah, maybe I mean, like that's... the amateurs, you know, like recent graduates, you know, from like some of these top collegiate schools uh, might go play. Like the Corn Ferry Tour, that might be like something like this, where they can be a stepping stone into the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, it's still being developed. There's a there's still some question on uh, the PGA. Uh, Jay, I think it's Jay Monahan is his is his last name. The the commissioner. He uh he originally there was talk to him saying that you, you pretty, if you go p- play on this you won't be allowed to play the PGA Tour mm. any PGA Tour event. Uh, I think that's been rescinded. There hasn't been a decision made on that. So it's I think there's still a lot to come out. But I could see the guys that you know are in and out of the tour losing their cards one year, gaining it the next year. They need some money. They got to support their lifestyle. And they might give it a shot. But yeah, I mean, people don't understand how much goes into getting to the professional level. I mean, a lot of these guys that are in their 30s and even early 40s are still playing in qualifiers and still trying to make it on the tour and get their card for the first time. And they're $50,000, $60,000 in the hole. Yeah. And they're just looking for one tournament in order to break even and get their card. I mean, that's that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, we can't all hit it 360 yards like Wade. <laughs> And, and, you know, Mr. Bryson, the next to coming Bryson DeChambeau. So. Hey, there's a lot of wind and a lot of downhill. But um, yep. the nature helped that one get there. 
And we don't even know. Somebody yeah, we don't even know. I mean, that was like shot. a blind shot there. I mean, we didn't even know like where where that ball landed either. I mean, it could have hopped on like right next to the green and then been like boop, boop. And Tyler deserves his credit too. Tyler tanked his shot. You know, it just. But Tyler's been hitting the boomstick lately. It just Tyler decided to go on other fairways. I'm sure a lot of the amateur golfers know uh, a lot about that. Yeah, so the uh, I will say on that hole, well, we we had a shout out, Wade, recently engaged man. Uh, congratulations to him. Big bright future ahead of him. His uh, his future wife. Is Why are you big. saying big? Okay, well maybe not. <laughs> not what I meant, but his future wife is an amazing Fortnite player, better than he is. So shout out Elise. Um, but. We were there for his engagement last when we played, and we had we had our friend Elizabeth with us, and uh, on that tee, so she tees it up. You know, you you remember Liz Jacobs, all American yeah. softball player, two time three time state champion, you know, but probably best center fielder to ever come out of St. Patrick. Um, she tees it up, and this guy comes flying in front of the tee box with his cart. We're like, what's this man doing? He's about to get murdered. Liz can't hit the golf ball to save her life. She's about to kill this guy. And he gets out of his cart. He His tee shot landed in front of our tee box, and he goes to play it. We're like, hey, excuse us. Yeah, we'll you might want to move. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. It's like, well, we're t- 10 feet behind you. I, I don't know how you didn't see us. So he drives off a little bit to the right, and Liz goes, yeah, you're still not safe. He drives farther away, and what did she do? She shanks it right at his golf cart. It would have hit him right on the cart. I mean, it would have hit him, but it would hit the cart. I mean, probably caused a little bit of damage to it, maybe created a dent. But, gee, that was uh, – it was just a missile. Yeah, it was a fun time. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that little thing in there about Tiger with the PJ Championship. Should be interesting end of May. Uh, I know we've got the – a golf tournament down in Mexico. I think it's called the Mexico Championship. I think it's something um, generic. Yeah. Uh, you know, John Rahm's obviously the favorite to win, like he is every tournament. Vegas will eventually give Scotty Scheffler some respect. I don't even think he's playing in it, to be honest with you. Probably not. He usually doesn't play. He goes for the big boy tournaments. Yeah, but uh, John Rahm's number, favorite to win. No offense to Mexico. No offense to Mexico, but I don't think you're, you're bringing yeah. in the biggest. I don't biggest think you're going to get the world's number one to go down there. Especially when you got the PGA Championship coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, so. you got to get rested up for that. It's a big event. But, so, to circle back to our original <laughs> talking topic, and I can see Wade's ready for the NFL draft. We got that on Thursday. Wade's Carolina Panthers <laughs> talked about trading for Baker Mayfield, but I saw that. Uh, thank you to Mr. Daniel Rappaport. I, th- I saw that that fell through. You know, the scoop man himself. What do you have thoughts on that there, Wade? I think the Carolina Panthers need to uh, stay put in the draft where they are and get some help on the offensive line um, or else they will continue to look bad no matter who's at quarterback. But um, maybe they will fall in love with one of the prospects. Maybe they got a hidden trick up their sleeves for a veteran in the league somewhere, but it seems like they struck out on all the big guys. Uh, but they definitely can't feel good with Sam Darnold being their guy uh, going into the season. So I don't know. Maybe look for Miami to be aggressive in the draft with quarterbacks. Uh, so that could free up someone like Tua, Tungavaloa. So, um, you know, we could see three or four different teams have new starters coming out of the, you know, coming out of Friday or Thursday. What are your thoughts 
on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, do y'all see him staying healthier? Do you think he's pretty much? I don't know. Ask the guy who drafted him in our fantasy league last year. So, yeah, it's a yeah. fun. Let's hear, let's hear your insight on Christian McCaffrey first. Let's just say I've drafted this guy the last two years in the first round, and I think I've learned my lesson because the last two years he sat on my bench for 12 weeks. So I, I don't know. I, it's either he's just injury prone. Of course, there's been plenty of guys that have been injury prone over the years. <clears> Saquon Barkley. Or somebody else's fault. Yeah. Derrick I mean, Henry. Think about somebody like <laughs> He wasn't out for like the whole year. Well, yeah, I kind of was. But yeah, you, you can think about somebody like Teddy Bridgewater who – I mean, just bad things after bad thing. I mean, head injury, head injury, just yeah. endless. But I, I don't know. I think that McCaffrey will, will straighten out eventually, and I, I think he, that is our once hope. he gets healthy. The team's I, just not very good around him. Yeah, we'll touch off with Wade said. If he gets an offensive line, he might not be getting hit every down. Yeah, that's you true. Know, he, he I might definitely think to... the Panthers, they do need a quarterback, obviously, but you got to get offensive line at pick six. Well, he's never really been on a good team. I mean, Stanford is – I mean, they're an okay program, but he had to do it all for them. And then he comes to Carolina, gets drafted in the top 10. You know, usually you don't see backs go that high. Um, and they don't have a compliment back to go with them. So, you know, he's definitely their best receiving and running option out of the backfield. Um, and there's no talent around him. So he's just taken a lot more hits. And teams can, you know, scheme against him, whereas you have a two-back system or you have a guy that, maybe wasn't a two-back system in college. Um, look at a guy like Daryl Williams. I mean, he probably has touched the ball more in the pro level than he ever did at LSU. Yeah. But um, as a result, he's taken a lot less hits, and uh, those knees have a lot more life on him. So, yeah, you know, there's did. something to be said about that. And he kind of got his time to shine this year with Clyde being, being injured for a lot of the time. But it's just, uh, you know, you you got these star quarter like – I feel like some of these star running backs almost have to – they have to find a new team. Like Leonard Fournette, he, he slow started Jacksonville. That year they went to the playoffs, he really turned it on, and then he gets – he uh, signs with the Buccaneers. Two years ago when they won the Super Bowl, he didn't really pick it up until uh, they made it to the playoffs. But last year, I mean, he was, he was pretty solid for the majority of the year. To where you had uh, – what's his name? Uh, that I had on my fantasy, I had both of them on my fantasy team two years ago, and that was a was nightmare. It, uh, Ronald Joe? Rojo, Rojo, yeah, He's Rojo the now. second. Man, having to decide between which one of those guys to put in, that was just a nightmare. But now he's pretty much. I think Ronald Jones is on a different team now. Yeah, he signed with. Um, gosh, he was. I can't remember who? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. Well, either way, Fournette's the number one guy now, so I think it's going to take CMC is going to have to probably leave Carolina. I think Fournette come next fantasy season probably is going to be a legitimate round two pick. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine, like, Christian McCaffrey, a team, like, that I've been watching since, you know, the end of the season that have already made some big moves that I think could make some big moves towards this draft, I mean, is Kansas City. I mean, if Kansas City could add a back like Christian McCaffrey, you could see the dual threat out of the backfield with Mahomes and McCaffrey. I mean, that's huge. But, I mean, also, I mean, they have a different offense. And they did just draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire two years ago, which his rookie year was great. Last year, plagued with some injuries. So, I guess it kind of time will tell. I think Kansas City is going to have to Actually, 
Ronald Jones is on Kansas City now. Oh, oh well, well, that makes it even more interesting now. So it's going to be Clyde, and then you got Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones probably will be the third down back. So yeah, they'll probably go yeah. in front of Darrell Williams. They're just trying to expand their him. committee. Yeah, you know, Kansas City, I think, is going to have to go after a wide receiver. I mean, losing Tyree Kill, you're going to have to get one of these young. There's a lot guys. of yeah. There's this draft class, this wide Speed. receiver draft class is, is really good. Yeah, one of the best that I've ever seen, honestly. Okay, well, I want to hear y'all's top, maybe not in order, but who who your top three players take in. And it doesn't have to be like he's taking number one. Like, who are your, your top three value players that you can get, you know, throughout the draft? I guess I'll go first. Honestly, yeah, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to go uh, Kayvon Thibodeau as being my number, my number one. I think, honestly, everyone's talking about Aiden Hutchinson, but I still think that uh, Thibodeau, honestly, is the best uh, defensive edge rusher in this draft class. I know he had a down year last year at Oregon. Hutchinson had a bad game against Georgia. He pretty much uh, got locked down. Malik Willis is another one. I think he's the best quarterback, without a doubt, uh, in this draft class. There's been a lot of talk with Matt Corral, obviously, and then Kenny Pickett, but I think that Malik Willis could be the first quarterback probably in the top 10. I think the first team that could probably take a crack at him is Seattle, obviously with them losing Russell Wilson uh, to Denver. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people in these mock drafts that have him going in the 20s, but this is a guy, obviously, you know, he's pretty much only has a year on his tape that 2019 season, which, I mean, he balled out that freshman year whenever they won the national title. And then uh, obviously, injuries and opt-outs kept him out uh, for his sophomore and junior years. But he's definitely uh, – I, I have him as the number two corner uh, outside of uh, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. But, yep, those are my uh, three picks. And it's definitely going to be interesting uh, who the Jaguars pick, where whether they go with, like, offensive linemen, if a Kwanu out of NC State or Neal out of Alabama, or do they go defense. I think – uh, whoever the Jaguars select uh, will pretty much set the tone of how the rest of the draft will go. Yeah, you know, I saw an interesting mock draft today. They had Derek Stingley going to the Vikings. Yeah, so you got see. Derek Stingley on one side, and you got <laughs> Patrick Peterson on the other. Talk about a nasty cornerback duo. Yeah, Pat Pete's getting old, but still, he's still a Yeah, Minnesota cool. definitely needs some help on defense. One of the worst last year. I think they were like 31st in the league. And you got Stingley and Jake Jettis paired back up. Imagine the two of them going at it in practice. That would be something to see. I think another team that I could see uh, get in Stingley is probably the Philadelphia Eagles. They have two picks. Uh, I think their first pick will probably go receiver, where that's one of the Ohio State receivers, or maybe they go with Jameson Williams. He's coming off ACL injury, or do they go Stingley? I think he could go at uh, pick uh, – I think they swapped. I'm, I'm so confused. The Saints and the Eagles, like, swapped. Yeah, there's been I know the Saints in between are 16 and 19. And so I think that the Eagles could get uh, Stingley with their second pick if he's there. Yeah, and I got to say another guy that I like is Jameson Williams. I could see him slipping a little bit based off his injury, but I think whoever he's going to fall to is just going to get a, a heck of a player. Yeah, for sure. It's a very, very stacked uh, wide receiver class. and He's obviously and got guys, the best deep threat guy in the, in the class. Yeah. And like his teammate, Mechie, I mean, he was the consensus all-SEC pick before the season, and he's probably going to go in like the third round. So, I mean, there's just a lot of value. Um, so, if you don't need a true number one, I mean, I think that there's other positions you could target early on. But if you could get the fifth-year option on one of these young wide receivers, 
um, especially a guy like Williams. I mean, that fifth-year option kind of covers his injury year, and then you still get four years on a rookie contract uh, with someone of his talent level. I mean, that's hard to pass up on if you don't need someone right away, maybe like yep. Kansas City. All right, well, who's your who's your steal of the draft that we got? <laughs> steal of the draft. Well, um, I think just with it being such a deep uh, wide receiver class, uh, I think you're going to see a team maybe in the teens get Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. And I think that he immediately can plug into the slot for somebody's team or even play on the outside. You can run a lot of routes with him. I think he's a real durable wide receiver. Um, very fast. So out of Arkansas, very talented guy. And then um, an edge prospect I like. I'll be a homer here. I'm going to go with Kingsley and Nig Bure. I don't know if I pronounced that right. <laughs> um, but he is a defensive end or a, a stand-up linebacker um, if you're running a 3-4. Um, so I think he has a lot of position versatility. And I think he's kind of a guy that uh, I don't know if he lost draft stock by coming back for his senior year, but I think um, a lot of people pegged him to be a top 15 pick, and he'll probably go into the first round to mid-second round, but um, obviously the talent is still there to be like a top 15 guy. So well, uh, I think that those are two guys that stand out to me. And then third, I'll give you a quarterback. Um, I, I think Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback in the class, but I think – a lot of people are forgetting about Sam Howell, um, and I think that uh, somebody's really going to tap into that potential, but I don't have a team for you quite yet on who that would be. Mm. But I think that he'll probably go like maybe as late as I can the see third a team round. like Tampa Bay maybe getting him in the, in the late rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got to have something for Tom Brady. I mean, because Kyle, Kyle Trask, Trask ain't going to be in. <laughs> yeah. Now, maybe not either Sam Howell. Yeah. I got a different question for you. Instead of your your steal of a pick, you're a you're like a you know you're a late first rounder, early second rounder draft prospect. Okay. Now, do yeah. you, you get invited to go to the first round of the draft? But you don't know. You're hearing mixed signals whether you're going to be drafted or not. Do you take the risk and be the guy that's that's still there at the end of the draft night, or do you have the party at your house? What are you going to do? I mean, I think I stay home and have the party at home, dude. I, I don't, I, I just think it's sure it's a big night for those guys that are going to be top 20 and a lot of guys that are in the first round. And most guys that we think long out before and after all the mock drafts and everything that are the top 32 players, you know, that, that are really selected, those players are the ones that, that are still sitting there at the draft i mean there's not a lot of guys left i mean people kind of know they get an inkling you know at some point uh early you look on at, before at a guy draft. like lamar jackson did he i can't remember did he fall to the second round uh, he, to the very was, end of the first yeah yeah granted he got taken to the first but it, it ends up being in one of those total situations to be sitting there right you're the last guy in the green room and you're like do i get taken because then you got something like uh What's his name? Smoking the gas bong, where it just throws off everybody's draft. Laramie Tunzel. Laramie Tunzel, where that comes out minutes before the draft, and it and throws off everybody's draft room. Yeah. So it he still gets drafted in the first round, but that's that's still. Yeah, I mean it's... that ended. I mean, really, that 
that was the downfall of his career before it ever began. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that, that was that was a brutal that was. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Ole but... Miss had some uh, some character incidents. I remember Kimdichi had very similar things come up, and then of course you have Chad Kelly. Yep. So that was, <laughs> that was a wild time in Austin. Speaking of character incidents, we can kind of switch gears to our next topic here. How about Ben Simmons? I mean, did you see the outfit that that man wore on the sidelines last night? I pretty, what, what Just is, very into fashion. That's yes. why he's in his, his closet right now doing this episode. Hey, it gives you the best acoustics, having all the clothes around you. What is the score of the, of the game? Oh, Look at there. The Celtics swept the Knicks or the Nets in the no, first round. No, I mean, they pretty much play like the Knicks. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how do you. Ben Simmons. Stephen A. went on a rant about it today. He quit on LSU. You know, he played like what half the season. He yeah, quit he how easy it was, his uh, GPA. The were here. Yeah, he quit. He quit on the Seventy Sixers, and then he—I mean—he he didn't even touch the court after they traded into the Nets. So, like, I mean, do you think? Do you think the Nets keep him next year? Or are they? No, I, mean, I don't think anybody. Oh yeah, no, I, they don't. You can't trade him. Nobody's going to touch him. No, I mean, I think, I think he needs to, to just go back to Australia a... and play like the Australian national. They gave up whatever so much they... to get him. Go play with the kangaroos over there. By yeah. you're not his, his contract was 120 million dollars. That's a lot of money for a player that him. doesn't even see the court. Yeah, but the thing is, like, question is, you have to keep him because if not, that's just wasting money. You basically you just to... threw away. You just threw away James Harden for absolutely zero. I mean, yeah. if you're going to use Ben Simmons, at least use him as leverage. It may not be this year. It may not be next year, but maybe two years, three years down the line, you have him as leverage in a draft situation or at the trade deadline. I mean, just yeah. one of those it, crazy things. The 76ers made off like clean bandits. They got James Harden and offloaded Simmons contract. I mean – I, I know Simmons, I, I heard today, he's still fighting for that $20 million that the 76ers owe him. What do you mean the man did play? The last time he saw the court was when he missed the wide-open shot in the finals. I mean, and that was just like the end of his career. Like you said, uh, the downfall of a, of a career before it ever started with Laramie Tunzel. I mean, Ben Simmons can't shoot a three-pointer to save his life. All he can do is play defense, barely. I mean, I think Wade could dunk on him. I don't know well, I can even dunk, so. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, just I think he just took the season off is what it really was. I think that next year he'll be a starter for Brooklyn, but I don't I don't see the star potential anymore. But I think that this is all just a one-year deal, and uh, you knew that this is how he was going to act and how his character would be. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just – the NBA I mean, enables it, though. They give a lot of big contracts out for – very little proven guys. Yeah. But think about it. If somebody like Claxton, who's playing for them right now, is producing and he's playing big minutes for them right now, if he's putting up more offense than, I mean, than Ben Simmons ever will, I mean, what's the point? Unless Brooklyn's banking on a scenario where Steve Nash is thinking that, well, Kyrie and KD are going to do all the work for Ben Simmons and all Ben Simmons is going to have to do is play defense. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're just paying you saw how that thing worked out. They just got swept. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you got to, I mean, Kyrie spent more time looking around in the stands at all the people. Than Kyrie spent more the time world. flipping the fans the burger <laughs> than he did playing the basketball game. They have some head cases. Probably there. better off just going back to the Celtics, but they wouldn't want him back. I'll tell you what, KD should have never left the Warriors. I mean, they still would be winning championships. But uh, he would probably be the one seed right now if that was yep. the case. Yep. I mean, so what do y'all think of uh, – Pelicans' chances of winning this winning the series definitely better now that uh, they got it back to two two last night. I definitely think uh, CJ's kind of been struggling, but the the play of Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas, and can't forget about the rookies too, like Jose Alvarado, Trigger Trey. I mean, Pelicans <laughs> Pelicans definitely have a shot, obviously with the injury of Devin Booker, but I definitely I think they had some good defensive adjustments uh, last night from Game Three to Game Four. And, you know, they should have won game three. They lost yeah. by three points. But Chris Paul uh, went back to yeah. like 2006 again and went off. Well, you got to think about it. Chris Paul's so old, he's only got one of those in a series. You know, he, he balls out on – I think he's due for three. another one in, in the next game. Yeah, so I think they split the next two games. It comes to game seven. And my next question is, you think they play Zion if it comes to a game seven? No, they would have played him a long time ago. I mean, Zion yeah, has come out and he wants Simmons. to play. But the, I, I mean, think the difference between Zion and Ben Simmons is Zion is coming out. He's saying he's healthy. He wants to play. But I think the organization. Well, Zion, whenever like stuff is going on on the court, he actually is like involved. Ben Simmons just sits there looking like a ding dong with, with his like a clown. outfit he puts on. I mean, he's dressed like a clown. Like, <laughs> see him. You, I That's mean, what he is. If his if he gets cut from the Nets. He could go work, be a kid's birthday clown. <laughs> he just wears. He could be the new face of McDonald's. Be Ronald McDonald. Exactly. He's got the height. He's got the shoe size. And you he's ever got seen the how big shot too? <laughs> you ever seen how big that dude is sitting on the bench? He takes pictures with. Man, that man's shoes are like size twenty-five. I know. <laughs> because shoes. I, don't know. I mean, I could see. I could see Zion being activated for Game Seven. Did you see the clip that came out of uh, him doing between the legs just, woodmill and warm ups? I mean, the man's healthy. I just don't get it. If, like, if he's set himself, like if he's ready to play, then what's the holdup? Like, I'm, I'm, I guess like the only like reason is because they don't want him like in the first game, you know, being in like the first round of the Western uh, Conference. Yeah. Uh, so in yeah, the playoffs, and it keeps, so, like, I don't it know. Keeps the Suns on their toes. Yeah, the Suns well, have the, the other... game plan for the possibility, even though he might not. I mean, honestly, Never the Pelicans fun. have been just fine without him, but I, I don't know. Maybe something would change I mean, if he would step back on the court. Looking at it from a perspective, <laughs> like, studying in college, I mean, a lot of this stuff that is applied would in a situation like Zion, I mean, we don't know the state of his conditioning. I mean, sure, he can jump and he can, you know, throw down some crazy dunks still, but can he run up the floor for 15, 20 minutes a night, you Dude, know. I mean, and we also when, when he hasn't, like, when he hasn't been doing it. that he's been going on. It's just scout teams. It's not like he's going up against I mean, like Bi and all those guys. He like, definitely looks like he's been enjoying that that cage and seafood. I'll tell you what, <laughs> the man needs to slim down somehow. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do that once he gets like fully healthy. That he'll get back. But if he does play, he's going to be matched up with somebody like. I mean, probably DeAndre which yeah. has I been mean, a mismatch. Seven feet tall, and that's going to be a that's going to be a physical match. Yeah, I, I think that's Aiden's like not, the, the main reason why they're not playing him because it's in the playoffs and they don't want to, you know, have his first game being like 
these type of moments where it's win or go home. Yeah. 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 I, can see I think it's a big, I think it's a big step for Willie Green, though. I think yeah. ultimately, I think because I mean, this showed... team started like one in twelve on the season. Look where they are now. They're two. They have two wins under their belt against the number one overall seed in all the playoffs. Oh yeah, whether or not that's they without Devin it, Booker or not. I mean, the Suns are still pretty dang good without. Them. Yeah. Whether they they had the Pelicans advance or not, I think this is a huge stepping stone in keeping Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, your your. And then the rookie class. play this year has been phenomenal by Herb Jones, uh, Murphy, and Alvarado. And then you have also the Lakers pick, which will probably be a lottery pick as well. Yeah, which the Lakers sucked. <laughs> so it's good good to see that ha- you know that happen every now and then. Uh, did y'all see the video? I think I might have said it to y'all on Twitter. Uh, Grizzlies Timberwolves last night or two nights ago of the person storming the court dressed up there as more a referee. Here's and the security, the security card absolutely rocked her. I mean, that like, wasn't was the a, first you know game though, where we saw that happen. Jacob, go you know away. What? I mean, he's a Grizzlies fan. You so. know what? You know what's crazy? I'm sitting there watching that game, and the bench and the coaches for uh, the Timberwolves were wearing black. So all I see is these two people wearing black on the ground roll, and I'm sitting there. Are the coaches fighting each other on the court? I'm like they're down by they're twenty, and the coaches are going at it. I was like, oh my god. Now, I mean. This, so I watched the video a bunch, and you could see the girl you, sitting there. Well, did you hear about the other two instances where the lady chained herself to the goal, and then, and yes. then the, the oh one lady God. in the play-in uh, glued so, herself to the court? Yes, I saw the glued <laughs> herself to the court. Like, what do you accomplish by happened. doing that? And They're what is this all some, for? So, some gorilla glue, glue that they. Which bought. owner is it that's having that something controversial? It's, a, it's like about. something about like. Some animal rights. I think some we, I read them. Yeah, farm. some chicken farm. They all like died to some flu. I don't know. You, you have to go read an article. Yeah, and you could probably read more about one it. Of the, it's either Memphis or Minnesota. I it's think Minnesota. it's Minnesota's owner. It's the Timberwolves, like former, I think, like owner, which is fire now. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know who the you know who the part owner is now. A Rod. Hey, Rob. Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> well, interesting. That, I think well, that says a little bit about uh, the glue. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the it's first like, thing hey, I saw. Put some pine tar on me. <laughs> yeah. The chickens are super juiced. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> you gonna get some buff chickens coming out of that farm? I mean, so I didn't see the thing about the girl chaining herself to the goal. I heard about it, but I never saw anything on Twitter. But I, I scrolled on Twitter one day. This, <laughs> this lady's got her hand. Mm-hmm. Super glued to the court in the middle of the game. She runs out there like mid-game. Like, hey, let me get some Elmer's glue. Got it from my child's backpack. And Patrick Beverly walks over and is like, what are you doing? How stupid do you have to be to glue yourself to a basketball court? I think that was a playing game between like the, the Clippers and the T-Bulls. Yeah. And then the other night, like, so... The security guard, she deserves a raise. I mean, I mean, put her on like the Vikings. That's what the Vikings need. There's your quarterback yeah. right there. There you go. I mean, this was Secret Service level. She's <laughs> st- she's sitting there, and she sees the lady, her friend, pull out her phone and start videoing. Okay, and then all of a sudden, the other girl jumps up and rips her sweatshirt off, and she's got a, a referee shirt on. Jumps onto the court, and I'm talking 
they were three rows back, which is insane that you pay that much for like half court seats and you're going to do this. They're three we rows know back. How much those seats cost? Yeah, she jumps over the bench. Security guard in a swift motion stands and like spears over the seats and just well, like before that, knocks if her you, like, out. watch the clip. The security guard is literally like watching, like, like, like what? Yeah. I mean, that's that what they call next. it in the NCAA. And as soon as that lady moves, and you yeah. just sprints on. She's ejected for the next half of the game in the NCAA. Like, she rocked her. I mean, she <laughs> on the ground. Targeting. Yeah, like, it was insane. I mean, that was that was one of the coolest things I've seen. I mean, other than that, it's been an insane series as well. I mean, from, like, I mean, granted, it's been like a 2-2 series, and then T-Wolves blowing two 25-point yeah. leads, which I would never think happened uh, at the Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's like a notion of There is more talking on Twitter in that series between players than anything. Especially <laughs> I mean, Ja. Ja has been active on Twitter. You got to go You gotta go and watch the post-game interview from – or it was post, not really post-game interview, but it was the interview that Carl Anthony Towns had after the game with a reporter on the court and the man legit changes his tone of voice I like he's taught he goes really deep and i'm like bro what is that i'm just like i don't even know i don't understand like what he is it's it's, it's weird i i don't understand well he's trying to buff himself up and, and act like a, a big bad guy how do you get 20 rebounds in that game last night <laughs> Well, and, you know, trying to act like a big bad guy kind of takes us into our next subject of, uh, did y'all see what happened with the Cleveland and Yankees game yeah, the other day? Yeah, I'm surprised. That the was wa- wild. The walk-off hit by, uh, I don't even know who hit it for the Yankees. I think it was, got, I don't remember. You got the fans but screaming. At, no, it wasn't Glaber. Glaber got the single and someone else who got it. What is Cleveland's new name? The Guardians. The Guardians. Well, the Guardians. they really uh, they couldn't really guard themselves from all the beer cans. It's and growing on water me. Bottles. It's growing on me. Yeah, yeah. That, that is uh, that was better so, than no. the Commanders. I no. You don't like the Guardians, there, Fudge? God, I hate it. That is awful. <laughs> that is the worst. Okay, thing but we have a team called Francona. the Metropolitan. If I was Terry Francona, I would have put in my papers and said, "Send me back to Boston." <laughs> baseball. Oh, well, Terry Francona probably had that conversation. He's old school as it gets. He still dips in the dugout and spits on the on the dugout steps and everything on the live TV. But I mean, come on, it's baseball. We have teams named after socks and colors. I think in yeah. White Sox, I mean, baby. I think another baseball. We need to talk about the absolute terrible umpiring by Angel Hernandez. Like, yes, I was going to get into absolute that. Absolute garbage. That man. Yeah, there's a Twitter account. The unit, can... the, like the MLB union, literally has like a documentary. He says this guy freaking sucks at his job. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Twitter account, Wade? You can follow it. I follow it on uh, Twitter. Two of my favorite accounts, other than you, gentlemen, that send me news throughout the day. I follow Dude, one. I want to. News. Make sure you enunciate when you say news. 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 News That's the the Apple headphones from 2015 that are um, slurring my words. Um, (laughs) One, I follow an account that updates me every time someone gets assigned a jersey number and it creates this nice little graphic for me. I'm a numbers head. Number two, I follow an account. Uh, that one's numbers MLB. The second one grades every single umpire on their balls and strikes and their missed calls, and they do like percentages. And I can't remember the name of that one, uh, but I think it's like umpire grades. They also have the show too as well. That's a good follow. 
that 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 might be the same one then. He had a seventy nine last night and only seventy seven percent correct on strike. That was not a seventy nine percent. That was more like a yeah. forty nine. Well, but no, the average is usually like I mean, people give umps crap all the time. The average is actually like ninety four percent. Everyone yeah. agrees with that. He is definitely the worst. And I, I honestly give respect to Kyle Schwarber because I would have done the same thing. I mean, both yeah. sides are getting jipped. I don't think they'll get suspended for that. If I'm Kyle Schwarber, you know how he throws his bat? I just snapped that thing <laughs> over my knee and came after him He's with it. Like a, <laughs> I mean, that was that was the worst strike call I've ever seen in my life. There was a lot of them throughout the night. Hey, Chet. Speaking granted, of, uh, I'm not of speaking baseball. Up, I'm not speaking I'm not sticking up for Angel Hernandez, but granted, Josh Hader does have the weirdest delivery, and that ball does come into the plate kind of sideways. So I can see it catching a corner, but that was well, so far kind of off. Too, but it was still the, off. The plate, you could see still. Uh, the pitcher's reaction afterwards. He looked at the camera. He's like, "Oh, that was a Same strike." Like Andrew McCutcheon, there's an <laughs> angle of him where he's like, "What the?" Yeah, McCutcheon goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? We won. <laughs> like, yeah. What were you saying, Wade? Uh, I was just going to say, speaking of baseball, you're getting that beat down 60 to 3 in fantasy baseball at the moment. What? Hold on. I need to check this. <laughs> we're getting a live update here on, 45, on the show. 40 for you. And Mr. Futch, you are also getting that beat down. 60 to 3. <laughs> and Tyler, you're in a moderate. 19 to 7 battle. Because uh, all of our, our players are pretty much negative. on the side. Hey, but I mean, you can't talk to crap to me. I'm 2 and 0, bud. You are hey, 2 and Why don't you quit striking out and hit some more home runs? <laughs> I mean, half my team is in the negatives right now. What is going on? One, two, three, four, five, six <laughs> players are in the negatives. This isn't going to be the show anymore. <laughs> the other four players have zero points. The only Jock the Cock must have hit all home run because he's got seven. Like Jock Peters, that's going off today. Yeah, Jock no, uh, has been having a really good season, though. I'm yeah, just was... giving you a hard time, but we are in a fantasy baseball league, the four of us, and it's a complete experiment because none of us quite know no. how to run a I team. I set but... my uh, my roster in three weeks, but way. Uh, uh, you texted me this morning me. that you you set it up and that well, you're going to beat me. This that's week. what. Yeah, no, Wade so graciously reminded me yesterday about how I could set my roster in advance. So today for the first two hours of work, shout out to my job for paying me. Uh, Pay me for, dude, to set my I'm not admitting that on air. Thank you. I, I, they don't know who I work for. I sat there and I went through the next two weeks of gameplay to see when pitchers were pitching and who was playing on what days. And Wait till there's a the rain out. Yeah, then I'm screwed. So, but... <laughs> I got to come back from it. a sixty to three deficit. Then I show high when he pitches. <laughs> he put up forty four the other day, and I found this out. So you can only have him as a pitcher or a hitter. He only gets points one way. But what really screws me is in the games when he pitches and he also hits because he had twelve strikeouts. He pitched for yeah, six yeah. innings. It's like a no hit through. He o- yeah. He he only let up like two hits. And then he had a home run and like six RBIs. So the man had 47 points, but guess what position I had him in? Bench. No, I had him as a utility, so he only got me six points uh, when he got 40 from pitching. I don't think it would have mattered. You you lost pretty badly last week. I only lost by 70, okay? That would have been 40. <laughs> 70, I only would have yeah, lost by we We'll get him next week, guys. You know, sure <laughs> we'll probably have two more. Yeah, next home. week, not this week. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the, the fantasy baseball definitely is pretty tough. 
It's yeah. uh, I like it because I mean, football definitely takes a lot of stats and research, mm-hmm. but I, I think so. baseball you have to find those under the radar guys that can play multiple positions Cooper for you. Cup. And um, yeah, you know, Cooper. you got to spread gold on these guys. Cooper Cup, all of y'all will, and Jonathan Yes. But yeah, but who guess who has uh, the number one pick next year? For you're welcome. Football. Three of Dusty my guys doesn't give out. a crap. <laughs> Fletch got the number two. <laughs> I have what? How many? Number eight. Yeah, I have Mister Irrelevant. So someone graciously will join my team as Mister Irrelevant. So you know, I guess we we're getting close to an hour here. We can go ahead and, and mention college baseball going on right now. It's in the swing of things. You know, we're getting close to conference championships. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, and I brought it up before the show, uh, the crazy superstitions that go on in the college baseball world. Granted, we oh, yeah. all know LSU with the rally possum, and then they had the championship season in where they had a big can of Tony Saturies, and they would sprinkle it on the bats before the game back in 2008. Well, this year I was listening to Jay Johnson give a little uh, interview this morning. They have a boom box that is now in the, in the dugout. And every time they score, they play some music. But Jay came out and said, he told his players, you can have it on one stipulation. It's got to be clean music, got to be appropriate. If it's not, yeah, the equipment the manager box. is yeah. getting canned. So Neil <laughs> better not be better not be working for the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the poor equipment manager, all he does is bring the, bring the boom box. The players pick the I think music. I looked they it up. It's like a $400 boom box. So it's not cheap. Yeah. They put on something inappropriate. The poor kid's losing his yeah, you job. Can, you can buy one. They've like, made those type of boom boxes for every team. Like, so you can buy yeah. one for yourself if you really wanted to. Well, I wanted to know if, if y'all knew of any crazy superstitions, whether it be MLB or college baseball, when it comes around the playoffs, like Mr. Jock wearing his pearls. Oh, that was the greatest yes. one. I had to say that one. Throw it back to when South Carolina won the College World Series in 2009. They got one of those beta fish that fight other fish, and they kept it in the dugout the entirety of the uh, the time on their journey to Omaha, including in the dugout in Omaha. <laughs> well, that's not, I did not know about that one. That's, very, <laughs> that's an that interesting thing. was the year that the Gamecocks yeah, and Whit Merrifield teed off on Mr. Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole Yep, en route to a World Series. Hmm, very interesting. <laughs> well, you got, Fudge, you got anything from your little Penn State Nitty Lions? Uh, no, Penn State. I don't even think you have baseball. The is they must play in it's snow the biggest for every baseball game. school. Actually, um, my cousin played baseball for Penn State. Say what? My uh, dad's cousin played baseball for Penn State. Yeah, it's not the biggest baseball school. <laughs> he made it the triple. The Big Ten a. is not a baseball is not a baseball conference no, at all. It is not. Well, it I stays frozen up there, you know. Until... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all just artificial turf fields. Can't uh, playing on those really... are terrible. Yeah. You... I mean, that's that's got to be awful. I mean, all you're doing if, is sliding. If you have a turf field, it's not a true baseball field, and I'll I'll put you on my hate list. You can tell Vanderbilt. From experience playing on artificial turf fields, it's one of my least favorite things. It is a little fun to slide. It is. You can start to slide about 12 feet before the the bag. Like bounce up and hit you in the head. The fielding, the ball has so much topspin on it, you never know where it's going to hop. And it's extremely fast. Jordan Topsy could probably uh, learn a few (laughs) things playing on an all-turf field. but that's Yeah, maybe that's where you should practice. Yeah. But, uh... You know, we had a, a pretty good first episode. Hit a, hit a lot of topics, some golf topics, 
the NFL, the NBA. MLB. We had a little bit of MLB, college baseball, a lot of the major sports. Uh, you know, it was it was a, it was a joy talking to y'all on this wonderful Monday night. Yep. You know, we'll we'll uh we're just starting this off, so we're we're gonna see probably start with a weekly thing and we get a good number of listeners, maybe maybe up it from there. But you know, we, it was a joy talking to you, Wade, Tyler, and Futch or Freddie, TT, and Futchy Wutchy. <laughs> Uh, it, it was uh, it was it was an honor, and I'll see y'all next time. Yeah, yes, sir. It was great. Throw this on at work or whenever you're doing a mundane task, and maybe we'll brighten your day. Yeah, sitting in morning traffic or in Houston traffic, like I was this afternoon, or playing around the, golf. You never know. Or playing around at golf. Maybe you'll learn a few things. You know, next Not time we'll shake your ball into the water like I do half the time. Yeah, we'll have to have Futch give his keys to the game next episode. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we'll uh, form a little four-man screen about the preserve one day. Yeah, that yeah, would be so. the goal. Yeah, so, all right, boys, we all have a good night, and thank you all for listening.